Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. The message is God will part the water again. Amen. That's the word that I heard over and over this morning. God will part the water again. How many people you need the Lord to show up and show out in a way that's historic and amazing and inflection point in your life? You need a miracle right now, my Lord, my Lord. I want to share with you a scripture from the book of Joshua, chapter 4. And it says, And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe, And Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord, that's the presence, your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. And this is why, in verse 6, that this may be a sign. Someone say with me, a sign. This may be a sign among you when? When your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever." God parted the Jordan. God parted the Red Sea. God's going to part the water here again. My Lord. My Lord, my Lord. Jesus, Jesus. When you look at this scripture, this was a poignant moment in Israel's history. This was a moment where Joshua had just become leader in the chapters before. This was a a moment of transitions in leadership. They saw someone who they loved pass away. They saw new tears, new teams. How many people know transitions are hard? Can we have a conversation here this morning? It was difficult. And, And they got to this point when they saw the promised land and they saw the Jordan. And what they saw was a difficult barrier, which was the Jordan, And they also saw what you'll see in later scriptures. They saw all the enemies in front of them, all the parasites and all the different armies. How many people in here, if you look to your future, you see problems? Oh, Lord. How many people here, you could look to three months from now and you see a bill coming your way and you're saying, Lord, how am I going to pay that bill? Anybody? Can I talk to someone in here? Six months. This is going to happen in six months and nine months. If, if I were to give you a pen and paper, how many people in here can write me 10 problems that they need solved right now? Do I have any people with 20 problems that they can solve right now? How many people would need their own book, you know, just to detail them all? And, and you know, when you look at this moment, they saw problems. They saw it at a moment when they felt weak 
and frail. But you know what's amazing about this scripture? This wasn't the first time that they had these kind of problems. When you look at most theologians, they will say that this parting of the Jordan was reminiscent of the experience when God parted the Red Sea. So if you were to go 40 years prior to this parting of the Jordan, there were a group of people that were enslaved where? In Egypt. And they had problem after problem, and the Lord sent Moses to deliver them. You know the story. This church is well taught. The Lord had to send plagues and people of God till they got to the point where they got to the Passover, and then the Lord would strike all the firstborn sons of the Egyptian, and, and he would do a sovereign work to deliver the people, to pull them out of deliverance, put them on their way, and they were marching on until they reached a river, reached an ocean. And what did they see behind them? Pharaoh's army. They saw problems behind them. Oh, Lord, my God. They saw an army that had more weapons than they had, that had anger in their heart. They were ill-equipped, ill-prepared to fight the people that were coming their way. They saw an immovable object, and all they could do was lament and say, did you bring us out here to die? My Lord, my Lord. When they looked at what was against them, my God, and compared it to what they had, the conclusion was death. But what happened? God said, you will not die. I'm going to do a work right here at this Red Sea. Don't look at what you have. Look at who you have with you. And what did God do? He parted the Red Sea. My God, my God, my God. He parted the Red Sea so that now the people with no hope had a path. Oh, Jesus. And he held up that Red Sea bank from bank. They walked through on dry land, walked right through what was immovable, walked right through what was impossible, walked right in front of what was chasing them, crossed all the way to the other side, and got freed and delivered once and for all. God parted that water for them, my Lord. And when you look throughout Israel's history, they looked back at that moment and they said, we can never forget what God did for us. Just like we today must never forget what God has done for us. That when we were surrounded with problems, we were surrounded with difficulty, when we were surrounded with the conclusion that death is imminent, God showed up. God was present. God delivered. God healed. God parted the Red Sea in a way that would blow our minds. Now, right now, how many people in here, you can say, Pastor Arby, I've seen God part my Red Sea in my life. Anybody in here? How many people, you have a story, you have a testimony, you have a moment where you can say, if it wasn't for God, I would not be here. Go ahead and give the Lord a shout of praise right now. Just say, Lord, I thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. My Lord. Go ahead. Just praise them this morning. So they had the parting of the Red Sea. Then they had a walk for about 40 years. So you would think, well, if that was the end of the story, all is well. The part of the Red Sea, we live happily ever after. Oh, no. You move 40 years into the future. Now they're at another river again. Different people. Same problems. Have you ever felt like you've walked with God and he's taken you through a lot of victories, but the same problems keep surfacing? 
Oh, Jesus, Jesus. In that first sea, their problems were behind them. In this second Jordan, their problems were in front of them. Look at the armies we have to now fight for us to seize the promised land. Look at the Canaanites, their size, and look at how weak we are. But God told Joshua in these chapters before, in the preceding chapters, I'm going to magnify you. I am, that's God's way of saying, I am going to show up and show out and let the people know that I am still present here with them in the same way that I always have been, and in the same way that I've led them through problems and problems and parted the Red Sea, I'm going to do it again right now, my Lord. In our worship this morning, I sense the Lord was saying, I've done so many works, I've done so many miracles, but tell them I'm getting ready to part the sea again. Maybe different people, maybe different teams, maybe different transitions. You've got to remember the memories, remember the history, remember your historical God, and you still have to have the same faith in saying the challenges we have today, God's going to part the sea again. I need someone to rejoice with me on that this morning. Think about your present battles just for a moment. The present strongholds, they're going to be broken. My God, my God, my God. Think about all of them. Think about the things that have you worried right now. My, I'm speaking to someone's heart. Think about the giants right now presenting themselves to you right now individually in your home and corporately as a church. Right now the Lord's saying, I'm going to part the sea. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting ready to do it again. I'm getting ready to do a work again. The same God is with us now. Hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. I feel this in my spirit this morning. And so what he does is he tells Joshua, he says, this is the formula that I'm going to give you. I want you to go ahead and gather, gather all your leaders, Jesus, and I want you to consecrate them. I want you to, to get them ready to be used by God. Let them confess of their sins and, and get themselves circumcised so that they can be spiritually clean and, and meet my conditions of righteousness and, and people that really want my presence. How many people in here, you really, really want God's presence? Not something fake, not something contrived. You want the power of God's presence, real, unmitigated, unadulterated, just the Holy Spirit flowing and pulsating through a people of God. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my God, my God. Let it be. Let it be in the name of Jesus. Send your spirit, send your anointing, send your glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, wash us, cleanse us, make us anew and afresh. My God, my God, my God. Through our hearts, through our lives, through our experience, we're ready. My God, my Lord. We're ready for the touch. We're ready for the anointing. We're ready for God's presence, my Lord. That's what the Lord looks for. He says, get the people ready. Get them ready for me. Get their hearts ready. Get their appetites up. My Lord, I can't even move on before I could be out through this. Get their spirits ready and their hearts and their minds saying, I just want more and more and more of Jesus, my Lord. I want to be used by God, filled by God. Jesus. Jesus. Just want to be a vessel in God's hand. And when God speaks, I want him to speak through us. 
When God heals, I want him to use our hands. When God wants a work done, I want him to say, I have a people that I can work through. When God wants to show up and show out and reveal his glory, I want it to begin here. I want to see God's presence in a special way. And so he told Joshua, get the spiritual leaders ready. Get everyone ready. Let them meet the needs of consecration. And then he said, and the next thing you're going to do is, he had a pattern. He said, go ahead and bring out your Levites first. Let them carry the ark, God's presence. He said, the first thing we got to do when we get ready to part through this river is we've got to get the spiritual leadership in unity. We've got to get the examples, the models. And by the way, when I say spiritual leadership, I'm not just talking about Pastor Oliver. I'm talking about you and you and you and you and you. I'm talking about, tell the person next to you, say, he's talking to you. Go ahead and say that. Tell them, say, we've got to be clean. Go ahead and tell them that. Say, we've got to get ready to get used. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to go ahead and give God a shout of praise for that right now. I'm going to talk to some people this morning. Oh, my Lord. Someone say with me, it starts now. Go ahead and say that. Say it starts right now. Go ahead and say that. Not tomorrow, not next week. We don't need a, no, we need to get it right now. Can you go ahead and worship God right now? Just your way of saying, I'm ready now. I'm ready for God's presence now. I'm ready for God's glory now. I'm getting ready to turn my life around now. I'm getting ready to let go of my ambitions, my goals, my dreams. I'm ready to let go of my frustrations and my beefs. I want God to use me right now in the name of Jesus. That's what Joshua had. He said, we've got to recircumcise it, and we've got to get our hearts right. That was happening in the preceding chapters. Again, God's getting ready to part the water. Again, my Lord. And so what he did is he got the leaders ready. Then they took the ark. And then the first things that they did is they said they took the ark. They put their feet, my Lord, on the banks of the Jordan. And then the water begins to part. We, we had to just take a step. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Get ready and take a step. Get ready and just take a step. Don't got to get all the way there and, and know how we're going to beat every Canaanite and have that all solved. No, just get ready to be used by God. And take a step and go together. And then he says, the men, they went and they went out and they took that step. And what happened to the Jordan? The Jordan parted. We've been here before. When we were surrounded with immovable objects, Feeling all the fears and anxiety in our hearts at the Red Sea, the same emotions, but the same God who said it's never been about what you've had in your hand. It's never been about the size of the statue of your enemies. It's never been even about your feelings and your emotions. It's always been about me. If I'm with you, the water will part. My God, if I'm with you, nothing's impossible. If I'm with you, you will make it through the other side. If I'm with you, it doesn't matter if it's Pharaoh behind you or a Canaanite in front of you. You will make it through today and have all you need for tomorrow if I'm with you, my Lord. And so what he did is he parts the water, parts the Jordan this time. Some different people, same God. Hallelujah. And what does he tell Joshua to do? This time... 
when we walk through the Jordan and it's parted on our left and our right, we're going to reach down on the ground and pick up a stone. Something that you could not get from any other means than a miracle. How can you, when someone says, where did you get that stone? I got this from the bottom of an ocean that you could never see. The only reason how I got it, I picked it up out of my hand and God parted the water on dry land. God instructed him, make sure you remember this miracle. Remember what I'm doing, oh my Lord. Tell the person next to you, say, we have to cherish the legacies. Go ahead and tell them that. Oh my Lord. Something that always, I used to read that scripture and I used to use that as an edict to make sure we record history and write history and be honorable to history, but it was deeper than that. Because he said, keep the stone, why? For your children's benefit. You see, sometimes God does a work in our life and we rejoice in that work and that miracle for the rest of our life, but we don't pass on that memory. Someone's going someone's gonna to hear what I'm saying in a sec. My life is changed because of some miracles that I've seen and some things God has done for me. And I want to say thank you to the Lord for what he's done for me personally right now. But that's not the only stones that I have. I have stones that my father gave me. Things that dad told me God did for him. That when I pray, I can say, Lord, you've done some things for me and you've also done some things for my father. Will you do this for me again? It's a different kind of stone. It's a different kind of prayer. I want to give you this word right now. There are some historical stones in New Covenant that must never be left. There's a story that must be preserved and recorded. Why? So that the faith that you get from rehearsing that story can be passed down from generation to generation to generation. I need someone to say amen to that this morning. Tell the neighbors, the person that you say, we can never forget what God has done. Go ahead and tell them that. Tell someone else, say, when we forget what God has done, go ahead and tell them, when we forget what God has done, it's easy to forget about God. Go ahead and tell them that. And that's the truth. The things God did for me, I'll never forget. But do my sons know them? My Lord. Will my grandsons know them? Will my great-grandsons know them? So that when they get in their hour of need, they should have a reflection, my God, about the faithfulness of God from generation to generation to generation to generation. And they should know that's the same God, hallelujah, that's going to part this sea again, my Lord. Oh, God, my Lord. There's some waters that when we get to, the victory comes from what God is doing in our present and our reflections on what God has done in our past. We need both of them. The anchor that says, why would God bring us to this point? If he let us get to this far, he wouldn't let us fail now. Amen. Did God lead us through all these hills and valleys, do all these miracles to abandon us at some point in our future? No way. So if he's been with us all along, he's sure enough with us now. 
And whatever problem we have, that's the same God that's going to part this sea again. And when we part this sea, we're going to pick up some stones. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Why? Because it's going to come a point 40 years from now when the children now will say, what do these stones mean? And we can tell them from story, from story, and legacy to legacy, and history, and history about the faithfulness of their God who's still with them in that moment. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Can you go ahead and rejoice with me this morning that God's doing something, my Lord? Oh, God's doing a work. I'm just going to read to you one closing scripture, and then I just feel a sense to pray. It's a scripture that comes out of the book of Haggai, chapter 2. And it, comes in, it begins right in verse 3. It says, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison with it, is this not in your eyes as nothing? Oh, Jesus. Then in verse 4, he pivots. He says, yet now, be strong. Someone say with me, be strong. Hallelujah. He says, be strong, Zerubbabel. This is a point in the future beyond Joshua. Says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua. This is a different Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. And be strong. Someone say with me, be strong. All you people of the land, says the Lord, and work. Oh, do I love this verse. For I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. You know, let's do a recap. He was with them at the Red Sea. He was with them with a new team at Jordan. Now we're getting to another point when they come out of post-Babylonian captivity and they're rebuilding a temple and God is saying, I am with you. He never left, oh Jesus. Never left them. Generation to generation, team to team, the characters change, oh hallelujah, but God's faithfulness remained the same. Oh Jesus. He still says the same words he said to Moses when he says, when Moses said, who shall I say is with me? And he said, tell them I am is with you. You can go distantly into the future and he's telling a whole different set of characters, I am am with you. Same God, same story, same faithfulness, still working miracles, my Lord. I'm here to tell you today, it's the same God, same faithfulness. He's still doing miracles today, 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 right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm here to encourage you that whatever that ocean is, that water, that obstacle, God sent me to tell you, I will part the water Again, do you receive that in the house of the church? I will part the water again. Don't get weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap, my Lord. In that passage, you know, in Haggai, the people made a common error. They were comparing things. When they came out of Babylon, there were some people there, and it literally says that they remembered Solomon's temple. This is after Joshua now. Now you get to another set of leaders, and they, he built an incredible temple. And when you read Solomon's account, it said that the anointing was so strong and the sacrifices were so great, they would bring their sacrifices by the thousands of animals. And in one story, it says that the presence of God was so palpable that everyone just fell at the altar. Oh, Jesus.
How many of you, you would love to experience where you just see everyone come up to minister and then fall, hallelujah, in the presence of Jesus? So there were some individuals who had those memories, those stones. Then they went into Babylonian captivity, and then when they saw the reconstitution of the temple, saw it getting built again, they saw the foundation of it, and they said, this does not compare to what we remember of Solomon's experience. In some scriptures, it says that the ones who were older wept. They said, this is, this is a good endeavor, but this isn't it. But yet God says, when you compare it, doesn't it look like nothing? <sighs> but I so love this next verse. He says, but now be strong, says the Lord. Be strong to Joshua. All you people, I am with you. He says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 9, the glory of this latter temple. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former. Tell the person next to you, say, things aren't as they seem. Go ahead and tell them that. Find someone else and say, stop comparing. Go ahead and say that. Say, stop comparing. Oh, my Lord. Don't get caught in the metrics. Don't get caught up and comparing what God's doing today with what the great things God has done in the past. It's the same God who's with us. He will do some things that stupefy us, that blow our minds, that say, wow, I thought we were struggling, but look at what God is doing amongst us. Why? Because God's saying, my glory, hallelujah is in this place and there's a glory that's coming into this place because I am still with you. God's going to part the waters again, my God, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. God's going to part the waters again. May it begin right now in the name of Jesus. In your life, and in your life, and in your life, and in your life, and in this place, and through this place, may God's anointing hit Germantown and Philadelphia and beyond in the name of Jesus. May he go ahead and raise the boundaries of this camp. May he speak words that have never been uttered do works that have never been seen because he's preparing a remnant for this moment that's necessary right now. May it begin right now in the name of Jesus. Are you ready, church? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you, are you ready to walk through the waters, Jesus? Are you ready to walk through the trials? Are you ready to be strong, undeterred, Walking in faith. Are you ready to measure your problems by the greatness of your God and not by the insufficiency of what you have in your hand? And say, yes, God, you can use us. We're ready to make this journey, my Lord.
God's just looking for some men and some women that say, we're ready. We're ready right now. We trust you. We believe in you. We're walking with you. And we're willing to do the internal work to meet your needs of consecration. We'll do it together. Filled with agape love, one with one another. We will walk in order. Do you know there's a pattern through this Jordan? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We know there's a pattern through this Jordan. And we will all walk and follow your pattern so that we can get to the other side. My prayer is with you. My confidence is here because I sense the presence of God. God loves you. Oh, Jesus. God loves you. And his presence is in this place. Lord, today... Let it be, even as you shared it to me. Let them sense it. Let them experience it. Let them operationalize around it in the name of Jesus. I pray today, Lord, that you realign everyone's heart to follow the voice of God. Let there be order and unity and love and peace. Let every attack, oh Jesus, to bring division and discord fail now in Jesus' name. Dissension gone in Jesus' name. Disorder gone in Jesus' name. In the season of God's shalom peace, come in that facilitates God's glory, God's love, God's power, and God's presence. Let it be today by the blood in the name of Jesus. And we say hallelujah and amen. Hallelujah. Strengthen us, strengthen us, strengthen us, strengthen us today, Lord. Strengthen our leaders. Strengthen our pastors. Let them be strong and courageous. Strong and courageous in the name of Jesus. Imparting the word of God without concern in the name of Jesus. And let the people be ready to receive it, to rally around it, and to run with it. In the name of Jesus we pray. And the church says amen and amen. Will you rejoice with me this morning, church? Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.